When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name, of course, is Derek Montia. You guys know me as your mayor of PHNX and this guy with me here today, you know him as the vice mayor of PHNX, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, this is our last audio podcast ever question mark? Well, you, you don't don't tell don't tell the audio listeners that they they don't have to know it's going to be seamless for them they're still going to hear us they're still going to be a podcast available for them you can't you can't do that they're gonna there's some people that do not want to look at us jesse there's some people Fair that enough. cannot drink all of this in in one glass if you know what i'm saying so they can only stand to listen to us but and that's not going to change you are still going to get us as an audio podcast five days a week. So if you listen to us on your drive or at your job, wherever you listen to us, uh, we appreciate you doing so. And you're going to continue to get us. But viewers, the viewers are going to get a special treat next week, Jesse. They are going to get us five days a week. And I I don't know if they're ready for that. I don't know if we're ready for that, but I am excited for it. And of course, this show whether it's live or recorded or audio or video, it doesn't matter. It's brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and get down on the action. The DraftKings Sportsbook is America's number one rated sportsbook app. Jesse, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in Colorado preparing for a three-game series with the Rockies, and they are actually there during a pretty fun time uh, where they are actually, uh, there's a championship parade going on today. Our very own Michaela Perkins is out there. The Colorado Avalanche are celebrating their Stanley Cup victory. All of our friends at DNVR are out there drinking Malort for some reason. I still don't get that connection and having themselves a blast. But uh, more importantly, it just makes me think, Jesse, of how I long for a championship parade. Mm. It wasn't that long ago, Jesse Friedman, that we were celebrating our very own championship with our own parade here in Phoenix, Arizona. And <laughs> man, it's wild to look back upon that now to think, Jesse, there was 300,000 people in attendance yeah. at the Arizona Diamondbacks championship parade. That's a lot of people uh, playing hooky from work to go watch the Arizona Diamondbacks hoist that trophy up around downtown. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I was a toddler at the time, so I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, personal recollection from this moment. But from people who were there, I remember hearing stories about how, correct me if I'm wrong, you would probably know, was it like extraordinarily hot when they did the parade? It would have been in November, oh, I think. God, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like... It was that, you know, it was that unpredictable fall heat. It I mean, it wasn't that bad. It could have, it, it could have taken place at a much worse time. Absolutely. It could have taken place, uh, you know, earlier in October when we still don't have that like 
fall cool down a bit, but yes, it was very hot that day. And, uh, but we didn't care. People didn't care. Yeah. We were, yeah. we were cooled. We were cooled by our first major championship is what we were cooled by. Uh, and it was amazing. It was amazing. But Diamondbacks in Colorado, uh, hopefully, hey, maybe seeing that that parade going on and all of those people celebrating uh, might rub off on them a little bit as something that they also want in their future. But they are in Colorado taking on the Rockies in a series that we have called Winnable. The Rockies right now are right on the Diamondbacks' heels. These two teams are nearly neck and neck in records and performance this year honestly the rockies uh still kind of trying to claw their way back from uh, a, an early start that took a pretty quick downturn for them and uh and you know that they're they're getting back on track themselves yeah i mean these teams are only separated by a game at this point so um i don't want to make this series sound super dramatic but uh you know oh, please I mean, do. these no, you got it you got to <laughs> It's all this on the is, line, Jesse. The, every everything is on. Do or die, Jesse. In Denver, exactly, exactly. Uh, no, the, I mean the Diamondbacks have a one-game lead over the Rockies right now in the NL West. The backs of course, are in and, fourth. And the, the all-city right division. Them. And the all city division. That is, that is the most, the most important thing, of course, at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I, I think there is some importance to this series. Uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, an, an interesting storyline here, of course, is that Zach Davies is now on the injured list. So the D-backs uh, have some shuffling to do with their starting rotation. Even though Dallas Keuchel is here, uh, they theoretically have a need for another starter. Uh, but they do scoot around that in this series, uh, just given the fact that they have an off day today on Thursday. Um, so uh, they have lined up, Derek, it's it's uh, the Friday game is Merrill Kelly. The Saturday game is Dallas Keuchel. And then Zach Gallen is the starter on Sunday. The D-backs just moved everyone up um, because of the off day. Um, but it appears that on uh, July 5th, that's going to be the first day that the Diamondbacks have no choice, based on my calculations, they'll have no choice but to get a starter uh, from somewhere else. It sounds like, uh, from what we heard from Tori Lovello, that will probably be someone internal um, from the minor league system somewhere. So there are some, some different options there that they might look at, but for this series, uh, they won't feel, um, the, the, the lack of, of Zach Davies, if you will, because they're, they're sort of able to scoot around that with the off day. And this is a week that's important for them to get their rest. Obviously they haven't had a week like this all season long where they had two off days in the same week. I don't, I, I don't believe. And they also, uh, need it going forward with this stretch against the NL West. So I hope they got their rest and I hope they, you know, definitely use their off days to, to get themselves just right. You know, this, this team has been running a marathon for this first half of the season. When you look back at some of their, uh, their weeks, their, their schedule, it's been rigorous, you know, and they, yeah. they had a lot, a lot of games against the Dodgers and very good teams early on. And, you know, there's, 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 a very tough stretch ahead, like we've discussed, but splitting the series with the Padres was a great start. It would have been great to sweep that series, but the offense disappeared. So again, hopefully the off day can help them get back on track hitting wise because they uh, will need it in Colorado. I'm sure uh, the, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good place to, to go. Yeah. If you're in the yeah. middle of a, of an offensive slump, there are worse places to go than Denver, Colorado. <laughs> so for sure. For sure. So uh, hopefully they can get back on track because it's, uh, you know, it, it is a tough stretch. They do play the Rockies twice. So 
that it's, it, you know, not only is it important within the NL West and the all city division, but it's just important for the diamondbacks to, again, try to capitalize on playing some of these teams that they have a good chance to beat. Right. I mean, they had a, they had a nice showing there against the Padres in game one. However, not to take anything away from their six run comeback, it was aided greatly by a lot of guys getting hit and put on base and walked by the <laughs> bullpen and not with their own bats, right? Even yeah. the walk-off hit itself wasn't a walk-off hit. It was a walk-off fielder's choice that didn't record an out, but somehow didn't give Christian Walker a hit uh, recorded for, for the game. So I, I don't know if I'm as excited about that first win against the Padres, but it's, you know, you'll, you'll take it however you can get it. Right. And that's something that the Diamondbacks haven't had luck fall their way a lot lately. It's nice to see in a game like that, just the bad things that happen in the game happening to, you know, the opposition instead of it happening to the Diamondbacks all the time. Right. They're going to need that good luck on their side, though, to continue, because if their bats don't get right, uh, they are not they're not going to have a very easy time against this NLS that has been having no problems producing runs at all. Yeah, the, I mean the the D backs are they're thirty four and forty two at this point, Derek, and and it's sort of crazy. I mean the All Star break is only two weeks away, a little over two weeks away, I guess at this point. So we're almost, and they're also five games away from being at the official half point of the season. So you know there are some big milestones in this season that are just around the corner, which is crazy because it I swear it feels like the season started like a couple weeks ago and here we are and it's like almost <laughs> halfway over already. Um, right. But the Diamondbacks are, I mean, they're 34 and 42. And um, something I was looking at as I, as I was writing a piece earlier today is with the Diamondbacks record after 76 games last year. You want to know what it was, uh-huh. Derek, what the Diamondbacks, what their record was last year at this point? After 76 games, I'm going to guess. What do you think? 20 and 56. You're very close. They were 21 and 55. That was their record <laughs> last year at this time, which is, uh, I mean, it's crazy considering that I think they started the year like, like 15 and 14 and, and somehow they wound up 21 and 55 May and June were, were rough to say the least last year. were just awful. I remember at the all-star break last year, they had won. I want to say 25, 20, yeah, 25 games, right? Sounds about um, right. Yeah. So the fact that they could potentially not, and that's not, this isn't a big stretch. This isn't like crazy to say they don't have to go on some sort of enormous winning streak here on this stretch between now and the all-star break. They could conceivably be up 20 games from where they were last year at the all-star break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're 13 games ahead right now. So getting to 20 by then would be, that would be ambitious, but it's it's not impossible. Well, okay, so it's like they need like ten more wins, and they have like twenty, close to twenty, like twenty one games left, right? I mean, or um, no, nineteen games left. So yeah, they'd have to come out over five hundred over this stretch against NL West, which isn't isn't easy to say at the least, but they yeah. could be very close, if not at twenty wins more this season than they were at this same point last season. So that's. See, that's the kind of thing that 
I understand there's a lot of frustrations with this team this season. I understand there's a lot of people that for a stretch thought that they might be seeing a potential team that could sneak into the playoffs, but you have to be happy with the comeback player of the year here. You got to be happy if the Diamondbacks can somehow find themselves up at the end of the season with 25 to 30 more wins than they had last season, we're headed in the right direction, right? And that's yeah. really what we're looking for at this point uh, is is that kind of progress and not necessarily progress that's validated by a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, it, it's a huge difference where they are now compared to uh, where they were last year. And I, I just looked it up. At the All-Star break last year, the Diamondbacks were 26 and 66. Um, so being uh, at 20 more wins, that would be 46 wins, which the Diamondbacks are currently 12 away from. So be a little ambitious to get 12 wins between now and, and the All-Star break, which is a little more than two weeks away. But Understood. but it is it is possible. And, and I mean, it, it either way, even if it's 15 more wins than where they were last year at that point, um, that's going to be enormous. And, and what I'm writing about right now, which I'll, I'll give a little spoiler, this should be out. Um, hopefully by the time that you, that you listen to this is that I think the fact that the diamondbacks have been healthy this year is a huge contributor to that difference between, between last year and this year. Uh, it's really mind boggling to go back and look at just how decimated they were by injuries, um, losing, you know, four fifths of their starting rotation at the same time at one point. Um, and even though the D-backs have had their in their injury issues this year, for sure, um, you know, they've not only been more equipped to deal with them, uh, but there have just been way fewer. Uh, the Diamondbacks have, have not been nearly as decimated this season. So that's that's been a huge difference. Absolutely. And make sure to sign up for a membership at gophnx.com to read that piece if you haven't done so already. Obviously, we talk about this all the time, but we want you to know that there are options for you if you want to join us, you want to be part of the fam over here at PHNX because we're having a great time and we want you to be a part of this with us. Uh, you can get in on an annual membership that, that will get you the free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. It's a free t-shirt of your choosing. By the way, speaking of the Colorado Avalanche Parade, uh, there's nothing that warms my heart more than members of the Colorado Avalanche team and ownership group and front office wearing shirts from DNVR. Is that happening? Uh, Are they buying their shirts? That was happening, Jesse. I I don't know if they were buying them or sent for free or whatever, but there were quite a few uh, Carry Me Home uh, DNVR Colorado Avalanche shirts being worn by uh, members of the team up on stage. And that was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, Again, much like their parade, much like those shirts being worn. I want that for us. I want all of that for us. So, of course, uh, make sure to sign up and join us. Be a part of this revolution with us over at PHNX. Uh, if you get that free T-shirt for getting an annual membership, you also get access to our members-only Discord. That is always popping. Uh, today, we're just chatting about what we were doing on our day off. That's what we do on the Discord. But, of course, get access to that and members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Also, if you're not interested in the annual membership, you can get the month-to-month membership. You'll get those perks, and you'll also get your first month for just 50 cents. So regardless of your membership status, we want you uh, to join us. Uh, Like so many of our friends did out at Four Peaks yesterday, which was a blast, by the way. We had a fun, fun time uh, broadcasting from Four Peaks Brewery, uh, the pub out on 8th Street. It was 
uh, a great time. Great to see so many of you guys out there. So many of our friends from the Discord, so many of our friends from Twitter out there. So uh, shout out to Josh Hunt. Shout out to uh, Charles Woodall Pike. You guys, great to see you guys out there uh, and everybody else. Chris, of course. Uh, I, I, I don't even, I don't even mention Chris anymore, Jesse, because I just find her to be part of like our assumed. Yeah. It's like me saying like, shout out to Jacob and, uh, Emma for being out there. Like, no, I'm not shouting out to them. They were working. Uh, but shout out to you guys that came voluntarily and didn't get paid for it. We appreciate it. It was fun. And we're doing it again on July 7th. Our friends over at the PHNX coyotes are, that was a weird way to say the word coyotes. I, I need to, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run it back live while we're doing this because Jesse, we don't get any more redos. This is our last audio podcast. I'm not editing That's this true. one at all. So uh, <laughs> join our friends at the PHNX coyotes uh, over at, for their draft day live party on July 7th at 4 PM at the four peaks, eighth street pub where we were at yesterday. We're going to be doing that stuff all the time. We are also going to be having a draft day episode as well. I don't know where we're going to be coming to you live from. We might be coming to you live from four peaks. We might just be coming to you uh, from our living room because uh, we should be comfortable for the MLB draft. It's a, it's going to be a long one. So hope you guys it is. join us for that. <laughs> it's going to be our version of a watch party for sure. But remember that's, very important uh, to the uh, Diamondbacks with the second pick. So that's going to be fun for us as well. So make sure, join us for all that stuff. And of course, join us with a nice tall can of Four Peaks in your hand. No matter which Four Peaks variety you choose, uh, they're all delicious. And you can find the variety of their flavors at your local liquor store, uh, convenience store, gas station, grocery store it doesn't matter they're all over the place all over the valley uh they've been in the mix since 96 here in phoenix and of course they are our brew brewery gods when it comes to beer so uh check out our friends at four peaks must be 21 or older and please enjoy responsibly jesse the landscape of mlb might be changing very soon according yeah. to an article from ESPN. Uh, Don Venata Jr. wrote a profile of Rob Manfred in which Rob Manfred discussed that the MLB wants to expand to 32 teams and that the pitch clock is almost a certainty for 2023. It's crazy. The, as, as the ma resident math nerd here, Derek, my first my first thought is that 32 is not divisible by six. There's no, no way to split it. up 32 teams no. evenly among six you know, divisions. Yeah, but you know what? There's a really easy way to split it up eight ways, Jesse. <laughs> eight math goes checks into 32. Out. It does. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just going to see a bunch of four-team divisions. But like we talked about, does it even matter? I mean, I guess that might make it easier to determine more teams for the playoffs then. You know, you have, uh, I don't know, like each division then has one. So there's four and four. So there's eight and they want to have, you know, some wild card teams. So then everybody else could just kind of be in a pool after that. I, I don't know. Like we're getting closer and closer to divisions and leagues not mattering anymore anyway. But the expansion to 32 teams is wild, especially considering what's happening in Oakland and Tampa Bay. Uh, and we're we're not exempt from 
being attacked here in, in, in Arizona either. Our <laughs> attendance numbers are not fantastic. So uh, that's, it's just a question of, you know, what are we really doing? And is the interest really there to expand to 32 teams? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so as far as cities are concerned, I don't know if the, if the article makes any mention of where those teams would be located. I guess you've got, you've got Vegas, of course, you've got Montreal. Yeah. Vegas, I think is a pretty easy one. I mean, maybe, maybe Oakland goes to Vegas. Maybe, um, you know, that's not an expansion, but just the the Oakland A's migrating at some point. Um, and then you've got, uh, Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. I, I could see that maybe being a destination for a, for a baseball team at some point, Nashville, Tennessee. It's another market I've, I've heard mentioned. And then of course there's Montreal, which was, um, a, a bustling baseball town, not that long ago. So, um, I don't know. Am I missing anything, Derek? Are there any other places you can think of that would be likely to get a team? Um, I'm thinking of places that don't really have a team near them. Like, what about Indianapolis? Indianapolis. I guess that's a decent, decent-sized market. It could maybe happen. Th- Indianapolis isn't that far from Chicago. That would be the only, that's true. The only thought that's true. I have there. Um. I don't know. I can't really think of many cities. Portland? Yeah, Portland. I, yeah, I mentioned Portland. I think Portland is is definitely in the mix for sure. I'm just, I'm trying to think of team or like cities that, you know, I don't know. We we don't have a team do, does. I guess like Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Charlotte? the exact same thing. Yeah, huh. North Carolina or something like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, I mean, cities, There's obviously we're, 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 we're thinking of cities that have at least, you know, two sports franchises, I would say, or that kind of appetite for uh, a sports franchise. But I don't know. I mean, like I actually, I think I was pretty wrong about Las Vegas because I used to say, I didn't think sports would really work in Las Vegas because people go to Las Vegas to do so many other things, right? Like sometimes sports are best in an area where there really isn't much else to do much else of a draw, right? That, that like, you know, people need something, some form of entertainment, Las Vegas and new Orleans are, have that in spades. Like, I I don't know. I've often talked about traveling with my friends to go to events and how sometimes the events get in the way of the fun that I'm having in the town that we're in and it's almost like it's uh yeah. you know it's an obstacle to the fun i'm having even though that's the whole point why we were there in the first place right so i, I don't know i mean baseball expanding still doesn't seem like the best idea it reminds me of like building a bigger stadium you know at this point for baseball like oh we need a fifty thousand seat stadium for a baseball team do you are you going to <laughs> fill it up I mean, <laughs> I mean, opinion, I, I don't know if opinion, that, that seems like I'm an apples saying, to oranges comparison. To I know, me, no, right? no, no, no. I mean, it's, I, it's I not, get what you're it's saying, not like, I'm, I'm just saying like baseball right now isn't so popular that I feel like expanding it is going, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the opposite <laughs> thought. Maybe expanding it is going to increase its popularity. Maybe, you know, you get it to people who don't have a team and, and you get that backing and you have it grow more across the country or if yeah. you choose Canada across, you know, North America. Right. 
I'm not I'm not opposed to the 32 teams thing. I'm just wondering if the actual market is there for it for baseball right now, considering that it's not right now. It's not in a super popular phase. Yeah. I, w- I would work. I would fo- focus on rebounding from the lockout and trying to build goodwill amongst fans and promoting your sport rather than worrying about expanding it right now. But I could be completely off base by that. You know, sometimes yeah. you want to expand as fast as possible or the options are going to be more and more limited, you know? So who knows? I don't, I'm not a business guy. That's your job. Jesse is to figure all that stuff out for me. (laughs) They're definitely, I mean, they would make more money from a business standpoint with more teams, which is a a little strange because you're, you're totally right. Um, Baseball is, is definitely not at its peak right now, as far as uh, interest around the country. So the the thought of, of, you know, adding more teams right now when the existing teams are, are, you know, not necessarily at their highest level of, of fan interest does seem a little bit counterintuitive, but, um, that's, that's, that's my thought is like, I I don't know. And that's why I compared it to like having a big stadium, you know, like, yeah, I I don't know. You don't even know what your, you don't even know what the interest is. It really in some of those areas. And so some people don't have the right, I guess idea or motivation how how things are going to work. This is not knocking the rest of the ownership group that brought the Arizona Diamondbacks to the Valley because they're very important. But there was a difference between them and Jerry Colangelo. There was like this fairy tale baseball is like a place to go and hang out, you know, kind of idea about building a ballpark in downtown. Uh, you know, Phoenix and making it as big as possible to uh, have as many people be able to come in as possible. Uh, and then there was Jerry Colangelo, who was a realist, who was familiar with how sports worked here in the fa- in the Valley, how fans were here in the Valley. And yeah. he, you know, knew that they needed to win quickly in order to build that fan base. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's, there is something about knowing, you know, the market that you're going to and not just, thinking that you're moving a team to the sixth biggest city in the country or whatever it was at the time, right? There's, there's definitely more to it than that. Even with Phoenix and the Valley being such a big sports town, they, they, you know, there was different views on what you needed to do in order to get people to want to come down and spend their time at Chase Field. So, uh, of course, Jerry Colangelo, a genius and knows exactly what he's doing at all times. And we miss him thoroughly. He's uh, sort of a sort of a legend around the valley. That's, yeah, that's just kind sure. of kind of a legend, kind of a legend. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance, please check out our friends at OGs. If you are interested in that kind of thing, uh, Jesse is not, but you know this guy over here absolutely is. Uh, <laughs> OGs, of course, we've been talking about their pina colada flavor, but let's not forget that they have a, an entire array of wonderful flavors over there at OG's brands. Uh, I really like the orange creamsicle. It's a big hit around the office. Uh, and much like the pineapple, the pina colada, it's a pineapple creamy blend. Uh, this is an orange creamy blend. It's delicious. OG's really focuses on the flavor, which is important with your edibles because you want to enjoy them uh, when when taking them, right? You don't want to just choke them down and, and have to drink you know something to get the flavor and taste out of your mouth. 
these things are uh, delicious candy. And of course, you can try the variety that they have. Not only the variety of flavors, variety of strains, indicas, sativas. They also have a variety of doses, uh, three milligram, 10 milligram. Sometimes for you uh, medical users, you might even find a 25 or 50 milligram out there. So, you know, you guys do uh, what you need to do at your local dispensary. That is where you can find OG's brands. Of course, if you're interested in finding more out more about OG's brands and what they have to offer, you can check out their website at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. And you can also see them on Instagram at OG's brands, uh, where we are friends. Uh, we, I, I, I'm a big fan of their posts and their products, of course, as I've discussed. Uh, but again, you can find them at your local dispensary near you. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. And uh, yes, they also throw an amazing party, by the way, which is something Jesse knows nothing about. Jesse True. does not know True. how great the OG's pool parties are. And I'm going to make sure next time that I drag him to it by his hair. Uh, and force them to have a great time because it was a blast, Jesse. Much like the time we had at Four Peaks Brewery yesterday at Four Peaks uh, 8th Street Pub, uh, where our friends at the Coyotes will be with their draft party as well. But uh, Jesse, I guess we should be a little bit careful. You know, sometimes I throw stuff around uh, information we have, stories we find out about. And uh, today we had a good reminder from our friend Doug Gottlieb, who reported about the situation with Freddie Freeman when the Dodgers played the Atlanta Braves, according to uh, uh, according to him, uh, the reason that Freddie Freeman fired his agent of the time was because his agent did not disclose to him that the Atlanta Braves had made him an offer to stay in Atlanta. Right? Am I getting that right? right? Am I am I summing that up right? That's yeah. A- yeah, basically Doug Gottlieb reported that um, that somehow, some way, the agent that Freddie Freeman had at the time, which was Casey Close, he's since let go of Casey as his agent. Um, but the report was that, yes, that, that, that Casey had received an offer from the Atlanta Braves um, that he didn't tell Freddie Freeman about because he knew that if Freddie knew uh, or if, if Freddie was aware of this offer that had been made by the Braves, that he certainly would have taken it, even if it wasn't as high as what the Dodgers were offering. Um, and and Casey Close has come out very uh, very strongly over the last couple of days. He submitted press he submitted statements to a couple of different outlets that have been released, basically saying that that is utter nonsense. That every offer that the Atlanta Braves ever made to Freddie Freeman was communicated clearly, and that Freddie wasn't left in the dark about anything. Um, and, and they've been threatened actually, legal action I, to try to try to make sure that things are, are right there. I have it right here. Actually. Uh, he said, I will in the, in the press release, he said, I will not stand by as the circumstances surrounding Freddie Freeman's departure from Atlanta are mischaracterized since March. The Braves have fostered a narrative about the negotiations, which stated plainly is false. Part of that false narrative is the suggestion that I did not communicate a contract offer to the Freemans. To be clear, we communicated every offer that was made as well as every communication Excel. That's the company that he works for. or That's his, uh, that's his uh, firm had with Braves organization throughout the entire process. I have a 30 year reputation, 30 year reputation in this business for integrity and honesty. And I have always operated with the utmost character at Excel. We are privileged to represent many exemplary athletes, some of whom have chosen to spend their entire careers with one franchise. We always put the players goals and best interests first, and we'll always continue to do so. 
uh, he's big man because he is uh, getting told <laughs> that uh, basically uh, Freddie, the, the idea is that Atlanta offered Freddie Freeman 140 million for five years and that that was not communicated to Freddie Freeman. So mm. who do you think, what, what, what's going on here, Jesse? Is this, uh, is this saving face? Uh, I mean, obviously we, we're, we're not going to get ourselves into any trouble here by trying to, uh, also say anything about Casey close because we have no <laughs> idea what's going on with the situation at all, but it, it does make you wonder, um, because, like, for instance, someone brought up that Jock Peterson signed a one-year $6 million with the contracts, and his agent at the time was also Casey Close. So uh, it it mm. seems like you wonder if he got an offer, considering that the Braves seemingly, it seems like they would have paid $6 million to keep Jock Peterson, considering what he did for them in the World Series last year, right? So, um, but they're, uh, they're saying that there is no truth whatsoever to what Doug Gottlieb recklessly tweeted. And I would testify to that under oath from Casey close in a statement to sports illustrated. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's, it, it seems like a weird narrative to be honest. If, if, yeah. if I'm being frank, right? Like baseball today. So it, it's, it's sometimes about the reputation of the player. It's easy to blame the agent, the agent, Sometimes that's their duty is to deflect and take the heat to be the slimy agent or whatever. Right. But in this case, Casey close does not have a, a relationship any longer with Freddie Freeman. So he has no reason to protect whether or not Freddie Freeman is telling the truth about this situation. Just speaking frankly, right. Sometimes it's easier to say something like, Oh, I never heard about the offer. The Braves made me so that it doesn't make you look like you left to go to the Dodgers and take a deal that was just for, you know, a few million dollars more. Well, not a few million dollars more, but considerably more, but you know, you get, yeah. What yeah. I mean, there are a lot of baseball journalists, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in this game who break news. And at least as far as I'm aware, Doug Gottlieb was the only person who came out and, and tweeted this information. And, and that's not to say that, He's not a reputable source. I mean, his, his account is verified. He's an analyst on Fox Sports, I believe. So he certainly has a reputation. But anytime that, you know, one journalist tweets something and there's significant backlash, I, I'm generally inclined to think that maybe the information was faulty and that's not exactly what happened. Um, sure. That said, of, sure. of course, Casey Close, I mean, no matter if it, no matter if it's true or not, there's always going to be incentive as an agent. Um, if there's bad, if you get some bad publicity, you're going to try to come out and defend yourself. Casey Close, even though he no longer has Freddie Freeman as a client, he's one of the best known agents in this game. Um, and there were also, I believe, there have been players who have, who have come out and, and spoken in his favor um, uh, and, and tried Jeter to defend him. Did. Yeah, yeah, Derek Jeter. I think I think I saw Dexter Fowler uh, quote tweet the statement from Casey Close and and emphasize that you know he has always been an agent of integrity and so it's it's a little tricky. I I was also a little guarded when the information first came out just based on the fact that Doug Gottlieb was the only person behind this and it and it seemed a little bit strange. Yeah, we were actually hesitant to even talk about it, but we did kind of have it queued up to talk about yesterday. And now this has all happened. And 
uh, you know, the, the story is still unfolding, but I, I was actually wrong on this, Jesse. So if what we're, let's just play, playing devil's advocate, if this was true, the difference in the contract offer between the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves would have been $12 million mm. and, and one year of service time. Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman to a six-year, $162 million contract. And the, the, the idea floating around is that the Braves offered five years at $150 million. So, wow. I don't know. That's actually, I mean, that's a higher, that's a higher annual, yeah, per average year, annual value. Yeah, annual, correct. Right. So, I don't know, Jesse. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm a bit skeptical about the facts behind that. But we will definitely... I'm sure this isn't the last that we're going to hear of this for sure. And who knows? I mean, really the way, the way I look at it, the only person that can clear this up is Freddie Freeman. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, a, and even in that case, case Freddie, there. Freddie Freeman might, you know, might, might say that he did it because of that. Even if, even if that's not the truth, I don't know. Freddie Freeman seems like a good guy though. So I would, yeah. I would trust what he says in regards to the situation, but I feel like he's the only person uh, that could clear it up. You know, I, I do think that from a, like from a diamondbacks fans perspective, this probably sucks a little bit because you're, you're getting the sense that, I mean, regardless of what's happened with Casey close, you really get the sense that Freddie Freeman wishes he was a member of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. So and, do and we. He, so do yeah. we. Yeah, exactly. We all fucking do. Yes, we wish he was too. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Absolutely. I wish Freddie Freeman was p- still part of the Atlanta Braves. That's why we have a direct. This affects us, Jesse. This affects us. I think uh, there were Diamondbacks fans tearing up with alongside oh, Freddie Freeman in his return to the Atlanta Braves when he was playing those games and he was so emotional on the field. Yeah, there's some D-backs fans who are probably not so happy that, that Freddie oh. Freeman wound up going to, to the Los Angeles Dodgers when it certainly appears that he would have rather stayed in Atlanta Brave. Yeah, we really, we, we really, we really do too. We're with you on that because Freddie Freeman against the Arizona Diamondbacks this year is hitting 372, 438, 605. That's a 605 slugging percentage with a 1.042 OPS, 12 RBI. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's murdering us. So he's it's uh yeah, things things aren't great. And the funny thing is, is he has more games against us than he does against any other team this season. Wonderful. <laughs> Dvax fans are so yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. this is this is unfortunate to see a guy, uh, and and it's just another it's another chapter in the book of of the Dodgers stealing franchise players away from other teams. Right, Mookie Betts was like this face for the Boston Red Sox. And then he comes over in the, this goofy trade where the Red Sox get off of uh, David Price's contract. He comes over, he becomes a Dodger, and and now he figures to be one of the faces for the Dodgers for a number of years moving forward. And and now it's Freddie Freeman who is the face in Atlanta, and now is uh, moved over to LA. And 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 I mean the Dodger, they trade Turner. He's another guy, right? He was big in in DC there with the Nationals, and now he's with the Dodgers and. Uh, certainly wouldn't be a shock if he stays in LA long term. So 
that's just the nature of who the Dodgers are as an organization. And you can't fault them. You can't fault them for it. Right. I mean, they're, they're making some really brilliant uh, decisions with their roster, but um, just what they've done to the rest of the league is pretty crazy. All right. Well, before we go, I have to give you our DraftKings pick of the week uh, because obviously it's that time. It's the weekend. It's time to bet on baseball. And that's exactly what I'm going to have you do. Of course, new customers can get down on UFC 276, but I don't, I, I, I like my picks are uh, questionable at best when it comes to even baseball, Jesse. So I, I, I try to do my best, but it seems like much like the Arizona Diamondbacks, I don't know what to predict at times. I am going to take the New York Yankees, though, over the Cleveland Guardians because you just don't bet against the New York Yankees lately. Uh, I'm taking the Yankees money line. I'm also taking the over uh, runs at seven and a half. Uh, that'll get you a value of plus 145. There's also a few other things I would take, but they are not up on the DraftKings Sportsbook yet. Um, I, I'll tell you this much. The Yankees are the, the Yankees are hitting the crap out of the ball, Jesse. They are. They are. They, and, they, it, and not only that, but it's like you can't even keep the New York Yankees down right now when you, uh, you know, this the series against the uh, the Astros this year has been great, by the way. That's been a, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should mention that even though for the most part they've been it's been very hard to keep their offense down. The Houston Astros did just throw a combined no hitter against the New York Yankees. I know uh, this I past know. week. So it's one of the reasons why I foresee the Yankees bouncing back against the Cleveland guardians and not to take anything away from the guardians because they've been very, very good this year. Um, but I'm definitely taking Anthony Rizzo, uh, to have, uh, at least, the one and a half uh, total bases as well on that money line. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe bet uh, over on the Cleveland Guardians side, by the way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not leaving them out of this either, Jesse, because uh, some, some of their guys has been raking. And of course, uh, Jose Ramirez is that guy. So that's another yeah. guy I'm taking uh, to have over one and a half total bases as well. Uh, so hopefully you guys get down on that course get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook if you haven't done so already get down on that baseball game and UFC 276 you can get down everything right uh and I I you know they have here in the notes about you know calf slicers and Peruvian neckties Jesse I want to bet I want to bet on one of those I want to bet on a move like that being used and I'm sure there's some way to do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook more importantly if you're a new customer right now you can use our promo code of PHNX Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win, and you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jesse, you're here. Uh, you're in town now. You can get down on the on, on the UFC 276, and I uh, I strongly suggest it. I like uh, I like strong uh, Sean Strickland against Alex Perea. By the way, that's a that's that's one that I would get in on. Okay, um, well, you know, you know me, Derek. I'm uh, I'm a little bit uh, underinformed when it comes to uh, to UFC. So yeah, but I, but I'm also I'm also a a very faithful follower. So you know, if you <laughs> if you tell me to bet on that, Derek, even if I have no idea who these people are or really much about the uh, sport that they're playing. I'll go for it. See what happens. 
Uh, all right. Well, then I want you to bet on Israel. And of course, I'm going to butcher this, but Adesanya, I feel like that's right. Adesanya, uh, he's a Nigerian, New Zealand. Dick Jesse has a record of 22 and one. And I think, uh, I think he's in the main event, I believe. So if you are looking uh, to get down on uh, the co-main event, go ahead, get down on that as well, because you know, UFC, it's always a fun time. And of course, again, if you're a new customer, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you bet on. You're getting those $100 in free bets. So you're already playing with house money at that point. So do so over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get down on it. Jesse, we got to get you on there. Get you signed up, get your $100 in free bets instantly. Of course, we thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please make sure you're subscribed if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review. Then go over to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe to that if you haven't done so as well. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss us going live all the time because that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going live five days a week. You're going to find us on the PHNX YouTube channel at 1230 most days, except on the last day of the series for the Arizona Diamondbacks, where you will find us 10 minutes after the final out or so. Sometimes it takes us longer to get ready. I'll be honest. That's why you got to sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss us whenever we start. Of course, we thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Big shout out to all of our sponsors, especially OGs. No offense to everybody else, but they're my favorite. And uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you for your time. Remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you have a championship parade.